Hey, 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 it's me, the Kentucky Guy. Hey, thanks so much for joining this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. So we've got a lot going on in this episode. We're going to talk about a few current events, uh, such as uh, Kevin McCarthy and uh, him still unable to become Speaker of the House in the majority House of Representatives controlled now by the GOP but still do not have a speaker. Uh, We're also going to talk about some things that happened in the past, some families and groups that uh, are a big part of our history and current events that are happening here in our world, not only in the United States. I really hope that you enjoy this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Ah, there we are. We made it. Welcome to 2023. This is the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I am your award-winning truth seeker host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas and New Year's, and I hope you're having a great week as well on this beautiful Wednesday. All right, folks, if this is your first time listening, we do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Basically, we talk about current events, historical events, things that are happening all over the country. We also do special interviews sometimes. We have guests on and we talk to them about their craft and how they got there and basically their success stories. If you do like wrestling, I do co-host with Donnie Cage against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. There, we drop new episodes every Monday and Friday. Our first of the year, 2023 episode, will be this Friday. So be sure to check that out. We're going to talk about all the crazy things that happened in the sport of wrestling in 2022. What a year to be a wrestling fan. And I do believe that 2022 brought in a lot of new wrestling fans. Back to the show here. If you ever want to be a guest on this show or have any questions for me, the Kentucky guy, you can always email me at OLKentucky, spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. OLKentucky, 99 at yahoo.com. All right, folks, and all of our links including our new merch store, will be in the description. We're on all major platforms on audio, such as Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. 73, I'm sorry, 74 now, 74 different audio platforms we are on. And we continue to grow. And that's because of you, 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 whoever you are listening to the show right now, you are the reason why we are on 74 audio platforms. Couldn't do it without you. Wouldn't want to do it without you. All right, folks. So let's get into on the last episode, we were talking about the committee of 300. And, and we're going to go back there, just like I promised. However, I do feel 
that there's so much going on right now in our current society and world and country that we need to talk a little bit about current events, the geopolitical, political, economic collapse that's happening in our country. So let's talk right now about what a historical day yesterday, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023 was, as the new House of Representatives, GOP-controlled, after voting three times, three separate times, they still have not elected a Speaker of the House. Now, me personally, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to be able to pull it off. Because as we speak today, that number has grown to six. There has been six different voting that took place. Kevin McCarthy just does not have the magic number of 218 to become Speaker of the House. It is time, in my opinion, for him to step aside because we have these 20 GOP Republicans, and I completely understand where they're coming from. I've never, I've never been a fan of Kevin McCarthy. I don't understand Trump endorsing him. I will say this. Trump is smarter than I am and really smarter than most of the people that are watching this vote taking place. So I would have to assume that if he is endorsing, continually to endorse Kevin McCarthy, he has something over him. He knows something about him. He has the ability to control him. Is the only thing I can gather in my thoughts why he would still be endorsing this guy. Like I said, the number six, and that was at 4.30 Eastern time. They have adjourned till 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is in about an hour from now, to reconvene and pick up voting again. Not sure why they're meeting back today at such a late hour, but that was the move. And the yeas had it. But I want to talk about something before we go any further on this. Because I want to make something perfectly clear. I continue to hear newscasters, journalists, and I'm not talking about the mainstream media. I continue to hear these guys talk about this plan to nominate Trump eventually for the Speaker of the House. But... Why is my question. Why Why would we want Trump as Speaker of the House? Their answer is because he can impeach Biden and Harris, and it would be the fastest way for him to be back in the White House as the President of the United States. Remember, the Speaker of the House is the third in line. <laughs> that theory right there, that's just adorable. But no, I am so sorry because once again, this will never happen because we allowed election fraud to occur in the midterm, making it not possible to impeach 
and remove Biden or Harris from office. There's a difference between then be being impeached and impeached and removed from office. So let's break it down. In the House, you set up a committee, and basically what they do is they investigate the president or vice president. We'll use both examples that you're that you want to impeach. They do an investigation. They actually have a vote, majority rules, to take it to the other members of the House of Representatives or there's not enough evidence and therefore it stops there. It loses by the majority vote. If the majority rules that there was sufficient evidence to impeach the president or vice president, then it's moved to the entire House of Representatives and presented to them by this committee. Okay? Now, all you need in the House of Representatives, once again, is the majority of the vote. You'll get that with the GOP, right? When it comes to Biden or Harris, you, you, you'll get that because we have 220. We have the majority in the House. Okay, now, now it goes to trial in front of the Senate. When it goes to trial, the committee that said they had enough evidence to impeach this president is actually the prosecuting. You know, if you look at it as in a court of law, they, they actually act as the prosecutors, right? The president can seek his own counsel and thus. Here's the thing. In the Senate, in order for the president or vice president by the Constitution of the United States to be impeached and removed from office, you need two-thirds of the Senate to agree there's enough evidence to impeach and remove the president or vice president. So basically, we have 100 Senate members, <laughs> and you'll need 67. Two-thirds of 100 would be right around 67 of the Senate members to vote to impeach and remove which means you're going to need 19, yes, 19 Democrats to agree to remove their beloved Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Therefore, this is pointless. It's pointless, it's pointless, it's pointless. So if you're hearing this crap about, yeah, we need to get Trump in there or speaker, yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. There's your breakdown. The numbers don't lie. We don't have the numbers to do it. You don't have 19 Democrats. This Democratic Party is 100%, 100% on all six of these votes. They have one, one gentleman, the Senator Jeffries, that they voted for. They have 212 votes. All six votes, separate votes, went for Jeffries at 212 votes. Yeah, so they... <laughs> They are not, uh, I tell you, they are crooked. They're horrible people. Let's just be honest about it. The far left, not all of them, but the very far left that just do not care about America and American values and the people of America, they, they, I mean, they, they turn my stomach. However, and Trump has always given them credit for this, and he's right. 
you have no rhinos in the Democratic Party, per se. They stick together like glue. They always have each other's back. You're not going to get 19 of them to turn their back on their beloved old warm milk sucking president. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, folks. So let's go over a couple of the headlines that I've seen today about let's let's keep it on the same subject and then we'll move into where we left off on the last special report. McCarthy sees path to the speakership with fewer votes. Now, these articles, these articles were written before today's vote. Just want to make that clear. Emerging from meetings with allies Tuesday night, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, was optimistic about ultimately winning the speaker gavel after losing three rounds of voting and described a path to the speakership with a lower vote threshold. Quote, you're sitting at 202 votes. By the way, that numbers went down today. So you need technically just 11 more votes to win. McCarthy said, according to The Hill, quote, Democrats have 212 votes. You get 213 votes, and the others don't say another name. That's how you can win. You can win with 218. You could win with 222. But if you want to look at how you have to go about doing it, the Speaker of the House is elected by the majority of those voting for a specific candidate which is not necessarily all members. Absent members and those voting present do not count towards the total bringing the voter, the vote threshold down. The former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was elected to the position with 216 votes in 2021. Representative Chip Roy, Republican from Texas, rejected the idea of McCarthy making it across the finish line with present votes, quote, if he if he's literally trying to patchwork votes together, to scrape together the votes by trying to carve out present votes in the hopes that people don't show up or something, I just don't see that as the right path to a strong leadership position, Roy said, according to The Hill. I really like Chip Roy. He was one that nominated Donaldson today who will make would make a great speaker if they continue on that path. Chip Roy was also skeptical that any of the 20 Republicans opposed to McCarthy would cooperate and vote present today. I definitely don't see it, Roy reportedly said. Despite the setbacks, McCarthy has not given up on getting to 218, 218 votes, saying communication is the key. Quote, if we want to get to 218, we have to keep talking, he said. All 434 members voted in the three rounds on Tuesday, setting the majority threshold at 218 votes. McCarthy got 203, 203 votes, and House Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries got 212 in the first and second ballots, while those opposed to McCarthy voted for other candidates. A 20th member joined the never, the never Kevin group in the third vote, bringing McCarthy down to 202. It is unclear how McCarthy could persuade 11 holdouts to vote for him, while also get the other nine to not vote for another candidate. Yeah, it, I, I don't see a path 
I know, I know Trump's throwing it out there. He's calling his people. He's saying, stop this. If you have a problem with McCarthy, we'll finish it later on. Let's just move on and get to work. I, I understand that. I don't know where Trump's coming from on that. Like I said, he's smarter than I am. He is. Truth truth. When it comes to politics and, and how to play the game, a lot smarter than I am. So I don't know what he's doing there. However, there's a young lady by the, with the last name Bullet who is a part of the 20-person 20, 20 group that has voted against Kevin McCarthy who nominated Donaldson today. And when she did, boy, she blasted Kevin McCarthy. One of the things she said, and I loved it, she goes, our favorite president, Donald Trump, even though he's been calling us and telling us to stop this and to vote for Kevin McCarthy, maybe he should be calling the other guy, Kevin McCarthy, and having the conversation of, sir, you just don't have the votes to win. And he doesn't. And I was very proud of her. She, she is... She is more, she has more bravery than most of the men that I've seen the last two days. I've been watching this very closely because it's important. No, we're not going to be able to impeach Biden, but there's so much stuff, so many wrongs that can be, that can be right if you get the right speaker in there. Next headline, Matt Gates. Love this guy. Love this guy. This guy is the one of the, he's the one that got the ball rolling on stopping Kevin McCarthy. I'm not a McCarthy fan. I don't think that he's a true supporter of President Trump. There's video out there where he tried to hold Trump accountable for January 6th. We all know Trump offered the troops, offered the troops, and was denied by Mayor Garland and Nancy Pelosi. If I offer you 20,000, 20,000, National Guards, and say, hey, just in case, because there's supposed to be a lot of people, let's try to, con you know, to help control and make sure nothing happens. I can get 20,000 20, National Guards for January 6, 2021. No, 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 both of them said. So how can you say that this man is responsible for an insurrection when he did the right thing and offered the troops. He can't force them down your throat. Matt Gates calls McCarthy a squatter for moving into the Speaker's office. Yes, this is true. House, Rep House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, is being labeled as a squatter after moving into the Speaker's office despite not holding the position. McCarthy, expecting to become Speaker, and the new Congress moved into former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office shortly after Christmas, the Washington Examiner reported. Leadership means switched offices after Republicans won a 20, uh, 222 to 212 majority in the lower chamber for the next two years. McCarthy failed to win the Speaker position during the three votes on Tuesday in which the House then adjourned until today. Representative Matt Gates, a Republican out of Florida, one of the five Republicans who vowed not to vote for McCarthy, sent a letter to the architect of the Capitol, Brett Blanton, on Tuesday night 
to complain about the speaker's office being occupied. Quote, I write to inform you that the speaker of the house office is located in the U.S. Capitol building is currently occupied by Representative Kevin McCarthy. As of this morning, the 117th Congress adjourned uh, since died, and the speaker from the 118th Congress has not been elected, Gates wrote, after three undeciding votes. No member can lay claim to this office. Quote, what is the basis in law, house rule, or president to allow someone who has placed second in three consecutive speaker elections to occupy the Speaker of the House office. How long will he remain there before he is considered a squatter? Please write back promptly, as it seems Mr. McCarthy can no longer be considered Speaker-designate following today's ballots. Several other conservative lawmakers also took issue with McCarthy moving into the Speaker's office. Conservative talk show host Michael Crispy, <laughs> this guy's a regular comedian, actually ripped McCarthy, who won the GOP conference vote for Speaker, for moving into the office. Quote, McCarthy really moved into the Speaker's office with no plan on how to actually become the Speaker? You're an international punchline, Kevin. We're all laughing at you, Crispy tweeted. I thought that would be nice to throw that in there because a lot of you, uh, I know that probably haven't heard that. And the gall of this guy, this guy is so cocky. And he, he, this is why I don't understand Trump backing him because this guy, he just wants the speakership job. It, it doesn't have anything to do with you, with me, with getting things done. He wants that power. And that has blatantly obvious the last two days. He is such an arrogant Jerk. I really, I never really liked him. I really don't like him now. And then the last headline I want to go over today, which is pretty, pretty intense. It makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe you as well. As you know, we did have a death of a famous Pope, Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict asked Biden personally not to attend his funeral. Wow. Pope Emeritus Benedict X who died last Saturday at age 95, and the Vatican requested that President Joe Biden not, not attend Benedict's funeral. White House Press Secretary Karen G. Pierre said Tuesday, Benedict made the request prior to his death. The U.S. will send Joe Donnelly, Ambassador of the Holy See, in line with the wishes of the late Pope and the Vatican. This is what their requests were. This is what their wishes were. Jean-Pierre said when asked if Biden would attend the funeral, which is being held Thursday, tomorrow, in St. Peter's Square. Quote, well, why do you think? You tell me. <laughs> Biden responded on the South Lawn, when asked why the White House was sending an ambassador to the memorial and not him. Well, probably because Joe probably forgot he died. I mean, this guy, have you seen him lately? Quote, the reasons why I'm not attending the funeral tomorrow is because it takes an entourage of a thousand people. Please, you are not that popular, buddy. Not literally, he says, 
but we would move everything in the wrong direction, Biden then answered. Biden, who has taken flack from Catholics for supporting abortions, in a statement released over the weekend said he will always remember the Pope's generosity and the meaningful conversations they had at the Vatican in 2011. Quote, he will be remembered as a renowned theologian with a lifetime of devotion to the church guided by his principles and faith, Biden said, as he remarked during his 2008 visit to the White House. The need for global solidarity is an urgent as ever. If all people are to live in a way worthy of their dignity, may his focus on the ministry of charity continue to be an inspiration to us all. Yeah, Joe Biden is full of it. This guy actually was not, this Pope was so against, such a conservative and so against the corrupt New World Order and the hands that the Vatican, and we will get into this, not today, but we're going to get into this on an episode, I promise you folks. He was so against it that he actually resigned. He did something that no Pope had ever done. He resigned. By the way, having more than one vote for Speaker of the House, what we're seeing right now, why I said it was a historical day earlier, I don't think I elaborated on it. Basically, that's the first time that it's happened in 123 years. Yeah, historical, right? Historical. The funeral is drawing heads of states and royalty, despite Benedict's request for a simplicity and a Vatican effort to keep the first Vatican funeral low-key for the Pope in modern times. Only Italy and Germany were invited to send official delegations, and German President Frank Walter Steinmeier and Italian President Sigago Matrarlo confirmed their participation. But the heads of states and governments decided to take the Vatican up on its offer and come in their private capacity. As of a late count Wednesday, seven heads of states, four prime ministers, and two delegations of royal representatives were attending a private citizen as private citizens, including the president of Togo, the prime minister of Gabon, and royals from Belgium and Spain. Like I said, this guy will probably, more than likely, he's going to go down, especially, there's such a difference between Pope Benedict and this Pope Francis guy. Pope Benedict will probably go down as the most famous Pope ever, I would say, while Pope Francis, the current Pope, is going to be looked back at on as a, oh, I don't know, a forerunner for the Antichrist. This guy, I mean, he's just horrible. He tried to make a new Ten Commandments, which he has no right to do. He wanted to make a Ten Commandments all about climate, climate control. And by the way, my mind's all over the place. I know, and I know, I know we're running out of time, but let's talk for just a moment. And now, one announcement I want to make real quick. I forgot to make it at the beginning of the show. Our episodes are going to start being longer. Uh, I, I try to rush too much, and it's so much information, and I don't want to. And the reason I do that is because statistically, it shows that most people, if you go over an hour, actually the number is 50, 45 to 50 minutes long podcast, people usually tune out. They don't listen to it all. We now have the 
listen to's the audience large enough to where I think we're going to go hour and longer uh, going forward. So be prepared. I'm just letting you know. One of my, I would say, one of the guys I look to the most over the years doing what I'm doing now, only he done it on such a, <laughs> a much bigger level, much bigger level. Uh, one of my heroes, Rush Limbaugh, he did a three-hour podcast every single day, five days a week. Three hours. So if we go an hour and a half and maybe longer sometimes going forward, I think that's going to be okay. You can always split the listen to, split it up. If you're driving around for work or if you want to listen to a part here and a part there. Now, this episode here is going to be the normal. Like I said, we're almost out of time. But I, I want to throw that out there because I think that's important. Now, getting back to this Pope Francis guy. This guy, he's going to be, I mean, I don't see how he's not going to be known as the Pope who is the forerunner for the Antichrist or the Beast. This, this guy is so far out there trying to bring all, I mean, he's, he believes in homosexuality, all this stuff, all, all this. Now, there's something going on in Israel right now that is pretty concerning. First of all, you have, you have some, you have quite a few, quite a few. Watch how I word that. You have a lot of Jews in Israel who believe that the Messiah has not come yet. They don't accept Jesus as the Messiah, and believe it or not, they're still living under the law. Now, Jesus, when he came, he didn't didn't take away the law. He fulfilled the law, and then he made the new and living way by grace. We walk by faith now. We're saved by grace. Therefore, we don't have to make sacrifices every year for our sins. The greatest sacrifice was nailed to the cross for nothing that he did on his own accord. He did nothing to deserve it. It was all because of us and our sins, our, our trespasses. So there's a couple things. If you, if you read Revelations and, and you start digging in there, there's a few things. You've got the third temple of David, which is supposed to be built when it gets close to the end. This is where the Antichrist is supposed to actually sit and declare that he is God. He is more powerful than God. This is right at the end. It's right at the end of the world. Now, there's a man, I'm going to call him a man, in Israel right now, who people are flocking around. Now, I have not heard actual Jewish rabbis call him the Messiah. I have heard many people who are reporting on him and shooting videos of him calling him the possible Messiah or the Antichrist. He memorized the entire Torah, the Bible. And you can see, I've seen, I've watched plenty of films before I spoke about this. You guys know how I am with my team, how we research things. I did see many, many rabbis flock to this guy. Once again, I did not hear any of them call him the Messiah. However, they are flocking to this guy and acting like he's something great. Now, he may just, and his name is Yukon, is the name they gave him. Yukon. You want to look it up. Now, I don't know who he is or where he came from. I've literally just finding out about him, but it's been, he's been, people have been reporting about him for a very long time. 
I guess he was even a a a genius and had the uh, Torah memorized when he was when he was young, a teenager, which is something that I'm assuming I've never read it. I'm assuming there's a lot to it, and they say that he is a gifted musician. I did hear him play the piano on one of the videos, and he is a gifted speaker when he talks. Now, some of the people who have documented this gentleman say that the rabbis, they're just impressed with how he explains the Torah, okay? That they, there's no, they in no way believe that he is the Messiah, but they are very impressed on how he explains things and how he's able to break things down. Okay, you know, and that's fine. Remember one thing, the Messiah has already come, so they need to get over that. And by the way, Jesus spoke with authority when he talked in the temples about the law. He didn't memorize that. That was given to him from God out of heaven because he was he was the word, and the word was him. It's not out there. He didn't have to memorize any of that stuff. There is a pool. Some of you have probably read the story or heard the story. There is a pool where a man laid next to it. Every year, an angel would come down, tremble the water, and the who was ever got in the pool was healed. Someone always got in front of him. That pool exists today. Jesus is real, folks. Sorry if you're listening and you don't believe in him. Go ahead and turn us off because he's real. That pool exists. They are widening. They are starting construction on widening that pool in order to build the third temple. Some type of celebration for the new or their Messiah. One other thing, very disturbing. If you do some research in the Old Testament, there's a talk about a red, a pure red heifer, unblemished sacrifice. There's never been a red heifer in Israel until now. There's five of them that they snuck in. They tried to sneak in and keep it under wraps. They have five red heifers, and a lot of people, a lot of people who are probably when it comes to just being smart about it, about the Old Testament, are probably a lot smarter than me. There are a lot of people that I've spoken to and I've watched who believe they're setting up the sacrifice because the Messiah is coming soon. Once again, the Messiah's already come. This is just their belief. Now, there is one scenario that I heard that this gentleman, I actually reached out to him. He, he didn't really, he wasn't very talkative, and maybe it was the language barrier. I don't know. Spoke pretty good English in the video I seen, but I don't know. Any, anyways, he his scenario is that the Yukon, the Yukon, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrect, and I'm sorry. It's a completely different country and language. I have no idea. <laughs> his theory is that this man is not the Messiah, but he is like John the Baptist, a forerunner for the Messiah. He doesn't believe it. He believes Jesus is the Messiah and has already come, but he's, but this is what he feels they are building. You see, when you do something like this, it's not of God. Okay. So they're showing miracles. Now this guy lights a fire and there's a bunch of people around it dancing and singing a bunch of, uh, rabbis and, and Jewish people. And this thing comes out of the fire and it kind of looks like maybe an angel or a spirit or something, or, it could be a film flash. I mean, there's so many things it could be. 
You see, you have to create that stuff because he's not God. He's not a Messiah. He doesn't have powers. No, no, no. And if he did have powers, if you haven't prayed, you better start because it does speak of an Antichrist who does have powers, who may even, could even, possibly fool the elect because of his powers. He's able to perform miracles and things of that nature. So I, I wanted to get that in there today about this this whole thing. This thing in Israel has really made me dig deep into not only my Bible, but I am looking, I, I am doing, I am reading other Bibles that I've never done before, not because I'm looking to believe in them or anything like that. It's, it's all for research. I actually just got the entire, and it's a lot, the entire audio of the Mormon Bible because there's so many, so many theories about the Mormons, and I just want to find out for myself really what they believe. I know that it's completely different than what I believe, and I'm not looking to join their belief or anything of that nature. I'm an, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Christian and I try to live Christ-like very hard to do. I have my shortcomings like everyone else hard to do in this world, but I try and that that's all I know. And that's, that's what I, that's what I am by the grace of God. Now I'm going to research just like I've been researching the Orthodox Jews and their beliefs on this Messiah I want to know. Also, I have the Quran coming. I want to know what, why some of these people have such a bad rap, why they're tied to these occults that we've been talking about on this podcast for over a year now, such as the Freemasons and what have you, how they're tied to them, why they're tied to them, and why some of them have such a horrible rap about how they got started and why they were started. The best way. To find out the truth is to go and research the source. And that's what I'm doing. So just to give you a heads up, because there will be plenty of more discussions like this, especially if the people in Israel continue to act crazy and start sacrificing these red heifers and widening this pool. They haven't done it yet, but they're talking about it, and it looks like plans are to do it. Don't worry. They start doing it. You'll know. Right here first. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast, our first episode of 2023. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you. 